What's up, heroes? Welcome to episode 67. I recently took Armin Van Buren's masterclass over at masterclass.com. Masterclass brings in world-class performers in their field and then brings a professional audiovisual recording setup to record them in their workplace. In case you're not familiar with Armin Van Buren, he's been named one of the top DJs on the planet by DJ Mag five times, has a Grammy nomination, and has 41 million listeners to his A State of Trance radio show. His record label, Armada Music, is one of the most diverse record labels in electronic music and was voted number seven for Label of the Decade. What you may not know is that it took him 22 years from buying his first synth to his Grammy nomination, and he's made a lot of records that didn't do anything on the charts. It's about perseverance and loving what you do. Armin's class consisted of 33 videos and about six and a half hours of content, as well as a discussion board and a very detailed 49-page workbook. In this review, I'll be sharing a few of my key insights from the class, and at the end of the show, I'm also going to share my new trance track that I put together as part of the course, so make sure you listen through to the end. But first, cue the intro music. This is actually my second masterclass. I took Dead Mouse's several years back when masterclass was just getting started. Here's some of the things that I learned from Armin's course. First, he uses a wide range of plugins and samples. I saw samples in his library from the same cash mirror sample pack that I've used. So insight number one, he's using the same synths, plugins, and samples we all use. Some of his favorite plugins are even free. We've all got the same tools at our disposal. It's just a matter of practice and persistence. He likes to start his music with a melody. He takes piano lessons every week, something I found very interesting and humble for a world-class DJ. He admits he's not much of a pianist and has no interest in performing with a piano, but he's got a keyboard in the studio connected to his doll, and he likes to sit down and just mess with chords to start. He pulls a lot of his inspiration from classical music as well as musicians he grew up listening to like Kitaro and Vangelis. I was struck by the difference in Armin's composition process versus Deadmau5's. Deadmau5 freely admits he can't play an instrument, so he puts everything in with a mouse. Both are incredibly successful musicians, so there isn't a right or wrong way. Armin also starts by picking an interesting synth patch, which helps him to find inspiration as he's messing around with the keyboard and chords. He recommends the keys of F, F-sharp, G, and G-sharp for dance music, so I guess if you're going to learn chords, those would be some good ones to focus on. Another interesting comparison between Deadmau5's Masterclass and Armin's Masterclass. Deadmau5's Masterclass, he was always in the studio alone, whereas about a third of this Masterclass with Armin he was collaborating with a friend and fellow producer, Benno de Goij. I'm pretty sure I mangled that last name, so sorry about that, Benno. Armin must also have an incredibly powerful computer, because his projects have an absolutely huge number of tracks and tons of plugins. One song he showed had 104 tracks, although many times he would duplicate a track multiple times and apply different processing on the same audio or MIDI, so, whereas some producers will simply automate things on-off in the same track, Armin likes to create a new track for each unique processing. Sometimes this is also for layering. 
He'll layer a dozen synths on top of one another for a particular drop and 15 different kick tracks to create exactly the kick sound he's looking for. He also uses a lot of presets, although creatively and in long chains. On one bass line, for example, he has eight different plugins. He starts with a solid sound he likes from, Avenger, from the Avenger synth, then he adds an EQ, Saturn II, another EQ, LFO Tool, Valhalla Room, Ars Acoustic Reverb, Isotope Ozone Exciter, and then another EQ. Speaking of LFO Tool, this is one of his favorite plugins, and it's pretty cheap. It's only $50 over at Transfer Records. I picked up a copy after this class, and I've been using it a lot. He uses it on almost every track, and sometimes multiple instances on the same track. For example, on his bass line, he used three LFO tools. The first to give a groove to the bass line with some volume automation, which is really important in Psytrance. Second one was to help his kick punch through with some volume ducking, and the third one was for some final sound shaping. For mixing, he advises trying to mix quietly sometimes. It saves your ears, and if you can hear all of the key elements even when it's quiet, you've probably got your mix about right. As you're adding plugins, always make sure you're using the makeup gain so that you can compare the volume pre- and post-plugin. Louder is always going to sound better, so you want to ensure you're comparing apples to apples, or in this case, decibel level to decibel level. One surprising thing with mixing, he never showed rendering everything to audio for a final mixdown. I'm not clear if they just skipped filming that step, or if he actually doesn't bother. It was a really thorough six and a half hours, so I'm inclined to think he doesn't always bounce to audio. He offers a lot of advice working with vocalists, from making them comfortable to detailing his processing chain. Just like his collaborative approach to producing with Benno in the studio, his approach to working with vocalists is very collaborative too. He likes to have his vocalists there when he's doing his comping so that he can get their input about what takes they like and which ones they don't. A comp, by the way, is just selecting the best pieces from multiple vocal takes. Once he gets a good comp, he starts with basic cleanup by editing the audio clips directly to get rid of lip smacks, which become exaggerated once you add a compressor. He's just manually adjusting volume on the clips. He's not using a plugin to manage lip smacks. He likes to leave some of the breath for a natural sound, although he may turn the volume down a little bit with a gentle fade. After that, he adds a de-esser, and then a high-pass filter above 100 Hz, some compression, and reverb. That's his basic chain on every vocal. He'll sometimes use auto-tune, but it depends on the singer. The last several modules of the class talked about performing, DJing, and his radio show. In terms of DJing, he likes to mix in key, which makes his mixes super smooth to help keep the audience in that trance-like state. His goal is for you never to be able to realize when one track is ending and the next one is beginning. For the same reason, he's also careful about using the mic too much. I also found it really interesting that he said that for big festivals, every track in my set gets an edit. Some of these are simple, like cutting a long track to make it shorter and then adding a couple of samples to smooth the new transition. Other times it's creating a mashup to ensure some fan-favorite vocal makes it into a compact one-hour set. If you're playing at a smaller venue, he advised watching the bar. Are people having to shout at the bartender to order drinks? If so, you're probably too loud. Are they into your music? Are they tapping their feet or nodding their heads? 
These are your best indicators that you're connecting with the broad audience and not just the people in the front row. Overall, it was a great course, and Armin Van Buren is a very likable, personable teacher. My one gripe is that his template is built for logic, and I use Ableton, but otherwise 99% of the course wasn't dependent on a particular doll. Would I recommend this? Absolutely. It's $180 a year for all the classes you care to watch, and Masterclass periodically runs a special where you can buy one subscription and then gift the other one, so you could split it with a friend, bringing the cost down to $90. Are there other classes you should consider? Yes. Uh, Dead Mouses was really good. I took that a while back. Some of the other ones I would love to take include Timbaland teaches producing and beat making, Questlove teaches music curation and DJing, and Usher teaches the art of performance. There are several more. I'll list them on the show notes page along with some of Armin's favorite plugins. So make sure you check out producerlifepodcast.com, episode 67. I'm going to wrap up the show today with my new trance track, Reach, which just dropped April 9th. I hope you enjoy it. I'll have links in the show notes page if you'd like to share it with a friend. Until next week, this is the House Ninja reminding you to be somebody's hero today. (laughs) 